rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Look at you. I see y'all out there already. Time is now 8.01. All y'all is 3.01. Y'all is 2. Y'all can be 2. Y'all can be 2 or more, but all y'all must be at least 3 or more. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is 8.01 a.m. And you are listening to and watching Good Morning, Aurora. The second. Oh, wait. Oh, oh. I know. Right. I was thinking the same thing. That's crazy. We are also excited to be here. I don't sound like it because it rained last night. And I have a, a dog that is terrified of rain. Unless I was awake all night. With um, a tiny dachshund wrapped around my head, shaking. Oh. That's what she does. She like wraps around my head. Oh, and damn. Remake! I don't have a pet so wrapped around my head wrapped around my head was uh you know my an extra blanket for the soothing you know soothing bad weather relax bam you just in there wrapped up marinating yeah in the uh no i love a good a good nighttime rain i had the window open it's love like it's my favorite thing cat and i are totally chill dog hot mess (laughs) just like she starts (laughs) She starts shaking when, like, before it starts raining. Like, because she's, what she's really afraid of is thunder and lightning. But, so she starts shaking when the pressure, like, the air pressure drops, like, the barometric pressure. She's, like, my own tiny obnoxious barometer. So, oh, um. Hold on, that reminds me. Because it might rain, which means it might thunder. That reminds me. Yesterday, gotta give a shout out. That's right. Thank you for reminding me. Got to give a shout out. To a friend of the show, a listener, a fan who I met in person yesterday, and that can only lead to one person, Alyssa O'Cone. What's up? What's good? Good morning to you. Alyssa O'Cone and I met yesterday. That was so cool. Walked out the studio. My head was in a tizzy. Had to do this, that, and the other. But then I saw a cool sister doing her job. She said, I like that hoodie. And I knew. So I was like, that's Alyssa O'Cone right there. Alyssa O'Cone, good morning. Good to see you. I also had a run-in with uh, a fan from the show, which was very um, endearing because, so for um, my entire life, mm-hmm. I've been told that I should use my inside voice and I, that I'm very loud and stop being so loud. And then I was walking down the street on Stolp on First Fridays and somebody stopped me and was like, sorry, this is weird. Are you Jeanette? And ah! I was like, why, yes, I am. <laughs> She's like, Thanks. I recognized your voice. I'm like, I know, it carries. Right. And I am trying to remember this person's name off the top of my head and I'm failing because I'm really, really bad at that. But it was the person who won the contest last week and she won a sticker. And so now I feel like... Cheryl dumb- Brownell? Yeah, uh, Sure. I think there were two people. Her and Grace. Grace Cornell. Yeah. Grace Cornell. So both of them won stickers. 
Uh, if you want your sticker, you have to stop by. Uh, we, we need to create clear instructions on our website for how to stop by and pick up your goods. They're clear. Whole, just come to the studio. Just come here. Just, just come, come here. here. Five East Downer Place Suite. Tea. Tea. For the Just TV. like the drink. For the TV station. For the TV. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Sweet TV. Sweet Ooh. We just came up with something new. Anyway, what the heck? Hold on. Let's, let's, let's. Now, don't we got news? We're talking about everything in the world. Yeah, it's true. Let's talk about news. Right. Um. Should we do the L news? Should we hit him with that? L news, La Noticia. Since, it, since it was, it's health related. Let's go. What are, One, two, three. was like a difficult thing for them um, and it focuses a lot on those social emotional learning skills like they're gonna be you know like you're like if you are extremely upset how do you like self-soothe and self-calm like deep breathing techniques and yoga and all of those kinds of things which I think is really great um, so it's going to be at the 1480 Reckinger Road uh, facility as for students in K through 5 um, and the idea is basically for it to be a little bit more of a therapeutic sort of program. There will be a th the therapy dog, Volo will be there, um, and there will be a counselor um, on hand all the time. Nice. And the students, it'll only be like 15 to 18 kids in a classroom. So super cool. Um, I the, Apparently they've already had this these kinds of programs, like these interventions for 6th to 12th graders at East Aurora. Um, but they're bringing it, they're moving it down to the elementary school level. Um, my only thought, I think, about this is as a person who... Um, 
had a lot of like social emotional issues growing up like I was that kid who like cried all the time like you remember that kid back in school did you have that kid in your class who just like cry like just would fall apart into tears like all the time not in all not, not once upon a time yeah right like well so like that was me right so this is the kind of program that can be really super useful for kids like that who aren't who can't like who just haven't mastered the skill for like regulating that yet or like learning how to like be in touch with their emotions but I think like the thing that kind of concerns me or that I would just like hope like the the thing that I would really want to see is um a is this our program where the kids are um there but with the goal of transitioning out into the wider classroom right because at some point you have like you've got to learn these skills but then you've got to be able to translate those skills out into the wider world where everybody else is right like Mm -hmm. so if it's the sort of program where kids just kind of get like pushed off in there and kind of left there that may not like and I hope that over the course of social emotional development, like they, you know, kids can learn these skills and, and move forward. So um, according to the story, maximum student population will be 15 to 18 students in each class, making it a junior sized elementary school mm-hmm. in its own right. Uh, and according to Dr. Jennifer Norell, we've always had this for grades 6 through 12, but never had this for elementary kids. Very cool. The open house was jam packed with guests and included Chief uh, Keith Cross, as well as District 8 King County Board Member Michelle Gums, who said she was, quote, super excited to be invited, end quote. Yes, they give tours and all of that. The other thing that I really hope that I would want to see out of a program like that is to just ensure that the academic rigor is still there, right? Because just because a kid cannot, like, regulate her own emotional well-being all the time doesn't mean that she's not super good at math or reading or, like, all of those things, right? People, um, and what, what, uh, we're kind of learning as a society more and more uh, with each passing year is that people have different emotion, emotional intelligences or different kinds of intelligences, right? And sometimes, like, you've just got a piece that needs help for over, over here, but this other kind is fine. So just because you're the kid who cries all the time doesn't mean that you also don't crush it at your writing assignments. In fact, you probably have an awful lot of feels to get out on that page. So. <laughs> the chat is lit. Good morning, Bianca Good Camargo, morning. Norma Peterson. What is up with you? Everybody's here. Oh, Anna Sierra, all oh, y'all. Good stuff. Time is 8, 11 a.m. And then my final thought, too, I'm just going to keep barreling on this one, is that I just also hope that, like, all of these skills aren't just limited to this one program, right? Like... I want a therapy dog in every, like, to stop by every classroom from time to time. Like, people should, like, kids should be getting yoga and the, like, skills to, like, deep breathing and self-soothing and all of these things in their regular daily programs. And not every teacher is equipped to do that, but hopefully, you know, like, if pushing out those programs to uh, all the different classrooms uh, has massive benefits for kids, especially when you're talking in a high-poverty district like East Aurora where you see a lot more trauma and things like that. All right. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Good to see you guys here today. So here's the thing. Um, This coming up weekend, there's a lot going on and no one can explain that better than Monica, who's got today's local news and headlines for y'all right now. The Aurora Noon Lions Club will hold their annual candy day fundraiser from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Friday, October 8th at Prisco's Family Market, 1108 Prairie Street in Aurora. 
Lions will give away many Tootsie Pops and accept monetary donations to help the visually and hearing impaired. Aurora and Illinois Lions are among clubs in more than 15 states and Australia conducting Candy Day fundraisers. The fundraiser delivers more than 50% of total operating funds for the foundation. For more information, call 630-921-1307. Get ready for Trunk or Treat. Our friends of Wesley United Methodist Church are holding this great celebration on Sunday, October 24th from 12.30 to 2.30 p.m. This will take place in the church parking lot at 14 North May Street. Volunteers will decorate vehicle trunks to dispense treats and trinkets. A prize will be awarded to the best decorated trunk, save the day, and come out for some fun. Aurora Advent Christian Church will host the denomination's Prairie States Conference, Tree Annual Conference, Friday and Saturday, October 8th through the 9th. Advent Christians from Illinois, Indiana, and Tennessee will gather in Aurora on the theme of God's unshakable kingdom. The conference opens Friday from, with registration and workshops. Reverend Matt Mull, Aurora Advent Pastor, will speak at Friday evening dinner and worship service. Reverend Mark Wolfington, Aurora University's Chaplain and Pastor, Advent Christian Church of the Highland LaGrange, will be leading workshops. A delicate business session will be held Saturday morning. That's right. That's right. That's right. All the news. All the news. Thank you very much, Monica, for those local headlines. And Anna Sierra wants to know, Bridge Bash. Yeah, that's right. On Friday, that's tomorrow. Is it dressy or casual? You know what, Anna? Uh, it is what you want to do we've been telling folks it's you know casual um smart cash whatever smart yeah casual. yeah a brother like me is gonna be you know dipped i don't really know how to pronounce that but you know dipped? i'm gonna be dipped what is dipped dipped is so imagine you got like a pool of like gold or chocolate or something you got like an apple on it and you boop, uh -huh. you dip it in and bing you take it out uh -huh. dipped when okay you, when you come out looking extra fresh that's like dipped a, like achilles no. no, that has a more morbid tone. No, he they dipped him in the. But his ankle was the weak spot. Right. See, this is not the. But Achilles. the rest of him was dipped in whatever made him awesome. Right, but but this is one hundred percent awesome. They're just dropping you in, fishing, you... like fishing you out with like a. No, like no, a no. How do you... There's nothing. <laughs> you're not fishing. Nothing. <laughs> you. I'm just saying you're dipping. You you oh bing. You just dipped. <laughs> You and it comes out to something. No, just imagine, just <laughs> just rock with it, right? Yeah, you dip. Look, we're off. I'm a little off today, y'all. It's Thursday. And that's planning is normally on Friday. That is right. It normally takes me a whole week to like <laughs> like uh, load up again for the next week. So, so we're a little so dressy. That's that's correct, um, Anna. That's correct. Um, yeah, so dressy, but be casual. Be casual, though. We want folks to be casual. Be comfy. Yeah, be comfy. But cute. That is right. Comfy but cute. Yeah. Yeah. Norma Peterson wants to know: Can you still get tickets? Yes, you can, Norma. You can get tickets. You can text Bridge Bash to two four three seven two. Five. Let me check on my phone because I'm one of the people that get those messages. I was right. Two four three seven two five. Yeah, that's right. I had it right. Yes. Oh Lord, it's so true. 
Bridge Bash. Text two. Text Bridge Bash all together, lowercase two two four three seven two five. The time is now eight sixteen a.m. Comfy but dipped. Y'all got it. Comfy See that? But dipped. See. We got some fly listeners. Like, we got fly listeners. I feel like that's sort of like the vibe of Aurora, right? Like, comfy but dipped. Comfy but dipped. Exactly. Yep. Sure. Yep. That's like you there with the governor and the mayor, but you got house shoes on, like. Right. Well, because like every, I feel like every town, especially like up the Fox Valley, right, has like a like a vibe, right? Thank like, you. Ma. Like there's yep. some like. Like walking down the street in Geneva has a much different look than walking down the street in Aurora. Absolutely. Than walking down the street in Oswego. Well said. Right? Yes, it is. It's yep. Like, uh, right. You see, some of these towns they not dipped at all. No. Like this year downtown. What the? They not dipped about this. This is like not even. It's not even lightly dusted with flyness. Right, it's not right. even sprinkled. Like South Elgin, what are you doing? For you real. Know, like, I don't know. South I Elgin. Had to, I had to pick on somebody, right? Like, I feel like South Elgin is, it's the North Aurora of Elgin. Grace Cornell is here. Good morning, Grace Cornell, Good friend morning, of the show. All right, now, here's the thing. And I want to make sure that I got this right, because it's Jeanette's blending off. Uh-oh. Auditor's race that's still apparently ongoing in DuPage County. I heard that only 992,000 people total live in the whole county. What's that yeah, about? Uh, what's, okay. the, what's the deal? So this is a really funny story. I didn't realize that there are any races still going on. But and like, that's planning on a Thursday? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Get right. Like, it's, I, like it's, it's Thursday. For anyone who is confused... I am really sorry to break the news to you if you're listening to me right now and you woke up <laughs> and you were thinking like, yes, it's Friday. Jeanette's planning goes back to its regular time next week. Yes, though. yeah, it's just a special edition right now. Right. But if you woke up this morning thinking like, oh my God, it's Friday, oh, thank God, like last, you know, TGIF, like, no, I'm really no. sorry. Um, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, so you remember how we had like elections last year? Uh, there, um, in... In that election, if you're in DuPage, this is for our DuPage County Aurorans, of which there are many. Mm -hmm. um, so the there was a race for auditor, and the auditor of King County or Kendall. It, whoo! Hold on, sipping. We're sipping. Oh, sip, yeah, yeah, sip it up, sip it up, sip it up. Yeah. What the auditor does in DuPage County is they are responsible for basically being the checks and balances on all the expenses and stuff that are happening, like waste, fraud, abuse, like they do that kind of thing. Um, and this is an elected position. And right. the uh, race was incredibly close. The incumbent, uh, a fella by the name of um, Bob Grogan, uh, lost the race by 75 votes and damn so, uh, salty yeah. well and here's the salty yeah 75 votes there were apparently 466,000 ballots cast Ooh, super salty which right okay <laughs> sodium so, yeah right yeah. like heart attack central up and yeah so um the what's crazy to me though is like there's not even a million people in the whole i mean there's just about a million people in DuPage county why was the turnout for the auditor race insanely high like i feel like when you like most people don't know who an auditor is um but anyway it was incredibly high turnout uh, race it's like half of the place half of the Damn. county voting that's crazy i know and um so it's 75 votes separate the two and uh so of course there was a recount um and the recount is kind of like it's go like now it's back to like 
a full recount and the fellow who's challenging the, the, the former incumbent who lost his seat is paying over $112,000 to get this recount done. And it's- $112,000 to get a recount over 75 votes? Uh, well, yes, because uh, they have to redo like everything. Right, so Because right. it's actually being done. This is not like your Arizona, uh, you know- Cyber ninjas. Don't even get this me is, started. Yeah, there, I, are, there are no cyber oh, ninjas oh. involved. It is the bipartisan trained election judges. See, that's like, not dipped. The League of Women Voters is there like watching everything. Like it's a whole, like it's a legit recount. Um, and the uh, so so it's an expensive process. The crazy oh. thing is like the annual salary for this gig is only like one hundred and sixty thousand uh-huh. dollars. So like he, dude's paying like I mean that's that's like he paying uh, damn near his that salary. Is, that is that is I have to eat this. He wants it. People he wants it. So. Yeah. Um, kind of. So that's what's going on in DuPage County. I had no idea there was still an election, just hanging out, like unresolved. That's crazy. So dudes been other dudes been in the the gig now for like a solid year. That's so crazy. Yeah. Anyway. Well, now here's the thing. There's much <laughs> consternation in our fair city over the recount as. Well, different kind of recount. Different kind of recount. Different kind of recount. This is the one where we just count all the people. Right. So yeah. The uh, census, you'll recall, a severe undercount of the number of people in the city of Aurora, because if you ask the folks at the Census Bureau, they will tell you that Aurora had a 9% drop in uh, in the number of residents in the city, mm-hmm. which doesn't seem to make sense because ain't 9% of like houses in Aurora boarded up, right? Like you don't see these massive vacancies anywhere, right? Like, the, Do you? No, do you see nine percent of town boarded up? The last time you saw nine nine percent, no. Yeah, uh-uh. the last time you saw nine percent of town boarded up was during the Great Recession when everyone was just in there ripping out copper. Like okay. that's the last time. That's what nine percent of houses looking vacant looks like. That's one of yeah, every. Yeah, nine. Yeah, no. Yeah, right. So this is that is not. Nine uh, percent of houses are not sitting vacant. Occasionally, like very very few homes are sitting vacant in town right now. Um, and on top of that, we also have all this data from the city that's like in terms of water usage and stuff like that, that like, and traffic counts. And if you saw like, if you're seeing traffic go up and if you're seeing water usage go up, those are pretty clear indicators that uh, you're actually seeing the population go up too. But for whatever reason, we didn't count all those people during the census. So now we have hired a consultant Right. To deal with this. Postway said that's a house payment in the hood for the last thing we was talking about. Right. I'm telling you. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy the numbers. The numbers Yay. are the, the numbers. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. consultant. Yeah, we, what? Uh, yeah. So we have hired a Chicago-based data analyst to deal with this. Uh, they've done it before. His name is Rob Peril. The principal at Rob Peril and Associates, a data analysis company. Jesse Rodriguez is here. Angelo Lopez, good morning to y'all. And uh, I, we have—I have no idea how much we're paying him. It doesn't say. I couldn't find any de- like I couldn't find the like contract on the website or anything. Mm. So yeah, I know, crazy. Uh, but I guess if we're paying less than three point six million dollars a year to him, then we come out even because that's how much we'll lose. 
uh, on, from federal funding because so much of our federal funding is based on how many people live in the city. Principal Rob Peral of Rob Peral & Associates. Uh, he's a research specialist with the Great Cities Institute of the University of Illinois at Chicago, a non-resident fellow in the Global Cities Program of the Chicago Council on Global Affairs, and a lecturer in the Latin American and Latino Studies Program of the University of Chicago, excuse me, University of Illinois at Chicago. He has also done work in Washington, D.C. Oh, how about that? What y'all think about that? How y'all feeling? Just today, just in general. Right. Yeah, just Let's today. See. Don't let it, yeah, wrap around associates. Yeah, that's cool. But how are you guys? How are you like feeling? Are you upbeat? Are you morose? That's the word of the day. Oh, morose. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of good reasons to not be morose today. First of all, uh, it's raining outside, which I know would make you feel, might make some people feel morose. And like, it's definitely getting darker earlier, but it is like hardcore sweater weather, like hoodies and Tim's. Yeah. yeah like get you some cocoa or like some like hot tea, like a nice warm tea, like sit out on your front porch. Chamomile. Yes. I, or like that apple, like spice, like the cinnamon, cinnamon apple. Oh, celestial spice. seasonings. Hell yeah! Yeah, what? Okay. <laughs> oh, my, the best tea. My baristas right now are so sad for me because of my uh, like. I just want to sit there with my celestial seasonings tea, but like, I mean, Ooh. I want to sit with all the other good fancy teas and stuff too. But like, come on, it's yeah. like uh, the fall thing you do. They got like a peach tea. Like, allow Man. me to get like super basic right now and tell you that all I want to do today is sit out on my porch with like a PSL and CS or a celestial. Special seasonings has like a peach tea with the thinnest slice of uh, lemon in it. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. God, it's hitting. Two sips, you falling asleep. Oh, that's nice. The time is now 8:26 a.m. Okay. Uh, as a segue, before we get to our next part of the uh, of our Jeanette explaining news, uh, Mark, let's hit him with a couple. You know, like maybe like let's hit him with like three more, three more quick ones, and then uh, we'll jump back in what we're doing. All right, so the three things are happening tomorrow, October 8th. So October 8th is the date for Bridge Bash 2021, uh, which we have discussed earlier today, it's but I'll, to I'll, I'm going right. to keep telling them. Um, so October 8th is the date. Bridge Bash 2021 will be a great evening of outdoor fun. This will be from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. at the venue in downtown Aurora and beautiful Monday Park. Consider a sponsorship for Bridge Bash 21. Sponsorship packages include free tickets for your friends, an exclusive free pre-event, and more. Visit the website at neighborproject.us to buy individual or couple tickets. I have shared the link with everyone on our Facebook chat. Uh, please join the Aurora Area Interfaith Food Pantry for their Virtual 40th Birthday Bash, Friday, October 8th, from 5.30 p.m. to 10 p.m. Tickets are available at aurorafoodpantry.org slash houseparty. I'll be sharing that link with all of y'all in a second. And also, um, there is a Tomcat Varsity football game scheduled for October 8th um, at 7.30 p.m. at Larkin. Which I'll go to Bridge Bash, man. <laughs> Okay, all right, yes, that's right. Yeah, Bridge Bash, Bridge Bash, Larkin, go Tomcats, go Tomcats. Okay, uh, the time is 8.27 a.m. Uh, one, one more time, 
I have to say, shout out to Alyssa Ocon. That was so cool running into a fan. I mean, man, that that really, that just, really, that really warms, brought me up. I it know. Really it just up. warms your heart. Like I'm telling you guys, my entire life, I have been told like, be quiet. Right. And uh, I just appreciate having this outlet to be incredibly loud with you all. <laughs> all right. Um, so let's see here. Property standards in charge of after hour fireworks calls. What's up? What's, 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 really, what's really somebody going to jail next year? I watch somebody. Somebody is going to. Yeah, they, or not. They'll have to. Or not. No. Uh, so the, basically, the, some more of the details are coming out about how uh, property about how the city is going to handle these like after hours fireworks calls. Um, and so uh, our property standards division is going to be in charge of these like showing up after the fact and handing out tickets for fireworks. Uh, oh man, like I'm violations. not even home. I know. Like, well, so <laughs> he no live here. Right, and so here's here's the crazy thing. First of all, the memo didn't like really explain like wh how they're going to be trained to do this. Like it didn't explain like you know they'll be looking for evidence of exploded uh, ordinance on the ground or whatever, right? Um, but if you go into ordinance. Huh. No, here's the word of the day. <laughs> ordinance and ordinance, right? Homonyms, if you will. Um, are they homonyms? It's the same word, but it means two different things. I don't know if that's a homonym because they're not spelled differently. Oh, boy. The same a word. So no, like, that's a syn that would be a synonym. No, no, no a synonym it's not is, a synonym. A synonym is one synonym, word. It means that it's two. This, they mean the same thing. Right, Two right. words that mean the same thing. I think that is a homonym. So ordinance. Okay, so there's an ordinance. Uh, that does uh, about how we're handling fireworks that doesn't specify whether there has to be expired ordinance around uh, to prove that there were fireworks. Right. Basically, the way that it looked that if you read the ordinance, uh, the way that it looks like it's going to work is so long as your neighbors are willing to sign an affidavit, you get the ticket. So. Damn. Yeah. Narc. Right? right? Narc. So it, is, it is the narc system. Damn, salty. Is, I don't yeah. like to, Oh, God. I know. I mean, they should just go full on Texas and give us a $10,000 payment every time we narc on someone. That's for crazy. <laughs> that's uh, crazy. Yeah. Um, so, so that's how that's going to work, apparently. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, well, I feel like I know your answer to this, but are you going to sign the affidavit? Never. No. Never. No, of that. course not. Who's going to do that? Who's never. Do that? Never that. Also, here's never my that. other question. Is that foyable? Like it so, have, well, of course it would be right because yeah. like the so the Freedom of Information Act allows you to look up like mm -hmm. whatever documents that a city has. So if I uh, get a fireworks ticket, I could uh, See, FOIA. I could FOIA for yeah. the affidavit and find out yeah which one of my neighbors signed the thing. Well, hold on. Here's where the here's where the conversation so, here's where the conversation gets difficult. Okay. Because think about it now. Now, this is where I'm coming from. And I think a few of our listeners would, would, would dig this. So you get the ticket. You, obviously, your neighbor narked on you. To go through the FOIA process to find it out is going to be a demonstration. Are you going through all that? I mean, to find out it's a form on the website. Who narked on you? For it should the, be a form on the website. I would never. I, that's just me, though. Like I mean, I, we technically, about this. you don't, don't even know. have to submit the form. Like legally, you just email the clerk and be like, "I'm invoking FOIA. Send me the affidavit for whatever." 
Um, Next year, it's going to be people on this show like, oh my, my neighbor told on me, Car- oh and I want to get my word out. It's like, like society, is is now about to, society is about to collapse around the firework issue, guys. Homo, is... Grace Cornell. What? Look at Grace. What we got? Homophones are words that sound the same but are different in meaning or spelling. Homographs are spelled the same but different in meaning or pronunciation. Homonyms so it's can be either. Oh. Or even both. Oh. Grace Cornell, oh. y'all. Oh. Grace with Uh-oh, the... Uh-oh, watch it. <laughs> Grace with the grammar lesson. Grace with the grammar. Thank you. That's a cool rap name. Grace with the grammar. Grace with the grammar? Yeah. There we go. What? Uh-oh. We're putting ideas in our head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. So that's it. So basically, all of society is going to collapse around fireworks next year. Um, I don't. Uh, Neighbor wars. That's what Alyssa yeah. Cohen said. Yeah. Damn, yeah. that's crazy. So I don't know. In the chat, let us know. Are you the one who's going to sign off on the affidavit? I don't know if anyone is. I don't. Like this might be totally useless now on account of the. Somebody's gonna do it. Somebody's gonna do it. Somebody will do it. Oh Somebody goodness. will do it even on the suspicion. Somebody's like house gonna sit on get set on fire with fireworks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. This is gonna happen, right? This is gonna turn into the Hatfields and the McCoys. All right. Uh, so what is next? Now let's see. There's a rally against gun violence at El Hardin on the 23rd. There is. Yes. Uh, so um, let me pull up the details right here. Oh no. Is it in my other screen? Oh, oh. Lord. Hold on. We're okay. going to go to a commercial. No. Hold on. No. No. I got it. I got okay, it. Okay. We're not it. going to it. a commercial. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, October 23rd, um, from noon to 5 p.m., uh, the uh, there will be an event uh, featuring all Hollows Angels. And Nicole the, Astor, good morning. I'm sorry. Uh, and the Think Mural Resurrection. Um, Culture Stock will be there helping to host this event. So, um, El Hardin is the garden that is at the corner of Claim and Union Streets uh, on the near east side. It's the one that is covered in all the rainbows and the local art and they've got the like um, uh, the the shed there and everything. It's, uh, it's adorable. It's the garden that I uh, God help me. Um, started many, many years ago. That has then been handed off to many, uh, a couple of times now. Uh, and Concrete Rose Studios is kind of like leading the charge on creating this amazing space there for the community. Um, a, a shout out to, to Concrete Rose Studios for sure. And I'll go over there. Um, so uh, this this event is going to be commemorating children who and youth who have died at the hands of uh, hate and gun violence in particular. So they are inviting folks um, who, if you have someone to remember, a child who or a young person who has died and, uh, as a result of gun violence, um, to uh, attend and um, you'll get a candle that you'll be able to light in their memory. Uh, and in addition, they're going to have fun, like some other fun things for kids, uh, trick and tr- trick or tr- uh, a trick or trunk, uh, appetizers, live performances. You can wear Halloween costumes. So it'll be like a kind of a cool, like sort of like an All's Hallows Eve, but like in the sense of like actually remembering the dead in a way that is sort of a celebration of life and also a call to action. So it'll be like kind of cool. So you can find more information on that. Um, If you go on Facebook and search Concrete Rose Studios, all the info is there. 
Um, and they are also welcoming uh, donations of clean, um, like washed costumes for children who arrive without a costume so that all the kids can participate. Maria Chirito, good morning to you as well. Victoria Maldonado is here. Good morning to everybody. Tia Dumdi is here as well. Shouts out to everybody. Jennifer Ryan Maiden, I think I said hi to Jennifer Ryan Maiden. We, uh, we did. We did. Right? Okay, we, yeah. Jennifer Ryan Maiden, double hi to you. Okay. Uh, Aurora Waste Brush and Leaf Collections. That's going on Monday, the October 18th through Friday, December 3rd. Tell us about this leaf collection, Jeanette. Uh, this is just your reminder. Uh, put your it, So you've got to take all your leaves and put them in the bag, right? In the craft paper, the 30-gallon craft paper yard waste bag. But if you do that, uh, Monday through, like, uh, you put it on your, on your garbage day, they'll come and pick it up. No sticker needed. Um, I kind of forget that they do this every year. Right. Uh, so they do it so you can take uh, advantage of that yard waste is still going on and uh, your reminder that bundled brush um, like if you have all kinds of brush at the curb this is the other thing that a lot of people don't know because it started a few years ago is you have to like bundle your brush like you gotta like put some twine around it and tie it off but then right. they'll just take it so you can put as much as you want at the curb and uh, on your garbage day and it'll get taken away now let me tell y'all one more thing about that this is to help you out look it's very easy to do, and you'll thank me later. Break your sticks down. Break the. Don't put the long branch in the bag so it punctures the sides of your bag. Yeah, and you no, the compact, sticks. Stake, break the, that down. The sticks go outside the bag. You just tie them together. Yeah, the, well, your, like, your, your joints, the your branches. The little stuff goes in the bag. Right. Like the, like the leaves and then like the viney thingies and like when you finally give up on your tomato for the season, like that goes in the bag. And then the, the branches, that just gets tied. You'd be surprised how many people don't know yard stuff. It's a thing. It's constantly a thing. Um, and I would add that you can avoid all of this by just mowing over all of it. Like, you can just, like, people are terrified to leave their, like, leaves sitting out on their grass. Oh, my God, it'll kill the grass. It won't kill the grass. Just mow over it really good. You'll make, like, little tiny pieces of leaves, and then it'll fix nitrogen in the soil. And I just saved you on getting your lawn fertilized next year. Tia Dumdi says, two foot by four foot bundles only tied. That's right. Six foot, seven foot, eight foot bunch. They like, like come me one go, go home. home. Hey! They, me said you. They like come, come and me one go home. Hey, I've a beautiful a, bunch of going. ripe banana. Gonna go. It's a problem with doing news with black people. As soon as anything happy comes up, we just start singing. The time <laughs> is 8.38 a.m. Okay. That's an old school movie. That's yeah. a good movie. Yeah, I that don't know why I was movie. allowed to watch that as a child, but I was. And uh, if you watch it now as an adult, you're like, oh, there's no reason I yeah. should have been allowed to watch that. I had like a mini crush with Renona Ryder in that movie. Yeah, fair enough. In that movie. Mm -hmm. I was like, man. Because you remember the scene where she's like the at the end she like starts levitating? Yeah. And then, the, like, at the and then all the football players are like dancing around like there, for like the some, football player ghost. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, like, that uh -huh. just made a brother's heart, like, beat. I was like, Fair yo, enough. I like that. That's dope. You know, a lot of girls my age, for them, it was um, Devin Sawa as Casper. So there was just like a ghosty Who? vibe going. No? Devin Sawa? No? Casper? He played Casper? The... I thought it was an animated movie. No. Well, there was an animated movie, but there was also like a live action one. Who did he play? 
He was Casper? He was Casper. Oh. He was a ghost. Uh, Devin Sawley, you'll also remember from uh, Wild America. No? The, the one, time who, is wa- now the one eight. who wasn't Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh, boy. Okay, moving on. Moving on. All of my childhood crushes. No, no, word up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jennifer Ryan Main says, we used to dance around the living, uh, living room to the Harry Belafonte record, and that was a favorite way before the movie came out. Way Shouts out. As a matter of way fact, Josue Pais, friend of ours by the name of DJ Venom, also the owner of Harry B. Stock Parlor, played that song at our one-year anniversary party uh, as the end song. Shouts out to you, my brother. Okay. Okay. Doris Sanchez Soto is here. Good morning. Good morning. Good to see you. Now, unfortunately, the time is 8.40 a.m. And at 8.40 a.m., our fantastic staff member slash intern, Monica, goes about her educational journey. She goes to get her things going. Good to get her. it moving. Go do the things. To do her things. To Conquer. do all that she has. To, that's right. Conquer the world. That's right. Go crush it today. So we want to say to Monica, have a wonderful, fantastic day. All right. So now, now. We're, on, we're on our own with the rest of the news. We got to just. We got any spooky we music? Gotta, Hold on. We, we got to power through. That's, that's not spooky. Not spooky. <laughs> <laughs> that's not spooky. I guess it's breaking news too, though. Uh, you got breaking news too? Well, no, I just no. hit the breaking we news, just hit that uh, breaking news button. button. I actually do have some Wait, news about. We, um, yeah, we can what? find some breaking news. We can find some. I mean, I, I got some yeah. news that is uh, rather important for us, though, here. I'll uh, read this real quick. Uh, so there's been a $327 million announcement in household assistance available to low income families, you guys. Um, so, excuse me, in a move to support Illinois' most vulnerable families from falling behind, Governor Pritzker uh, and the Illinois ILD CEO, Department of Commerce and Economic Opportunity, joined community partners to announce $327 million in help Illinois um, opportunity assistance through the LIHEAP program, Low Income Household Energy Assistance Program, mm-hmm. uh, and the CSBG, Community Services Block Grant Program, by leveraging $209 million from ARPA and through expanded eligibility under SB. 0265 the initiative will help more residents in need than ever before with rent utilities food and other household expenses regardless of immigration status what do you think about that Jeanette yeah I think that's great so one of the things that uh, Illinois actually does relatively well is we have the the aid system I think it's called where it's just like kind of a one-stop shop where you can kind of put in all of your like data your household income and stuff like that and it connects you it's Instead of like going over here for uh, LIHEAP, which is energy, like your gas bill, like getting that paid and going over here for like emergency rental assistance and going over here for food stamps and going to like, it's all just like one, one website. One stop shop. Kind of, con- which is, which is nice. Like, because I think that one of the biggest barriers to people get like the biggest barrier to people getting the uh, assistance that they need uh, and qualify for is that they don't know what they qualify for. Like they, right. it's like not even knowing what to ask for, <clears throat> like, because you didn't know it even existed. So like, like kudos to that. Um, right. my, our other good news out of the state of Illinois this week is that on Monday, Uh-oh. the 
governor signed an executive order that prevents companies from contracting with the state, the, a company, that prevents companies that contract with the state from paying disabled workers uh, less than the minimum wage. First of all, did you all know that this was a thing? So this is actually a thing in federal law, like federal legislation. Um, if like certain organizations can get authorized to pay people who have disabilities less uh, than minimum wage. Like the thought that is it's a little bit messed up. The most right? reprehensible yeah. thing I ever heard so, in my life. Originally, this is one of those things that came out of like really good intentions back in like the 30s when everyone was off work or whatever. How could have been intention? Well, Wait, so me. the idea was you have people who have like disabilities who maybe are not like suited, like who don't um, can't like who don't have work experience, who can't um, maybe work as quickly or can't, you know, like aren't, aren't as adept, like they still have a lot of like work skills to learn mm -hmm. or maybe they need, need additional assistance in the workplace to be able to be successful. And so the thought was originally like we, they start in a training program and they don't make as much, but then they get, they get this extra support and training and they get moved into like real employ, like full, full wage employment. Right. But of course there were never any like, like, there weren't a lot of restrictions or like rules that said like okay you can they can only be paid this much for this long or whatever right so we kind of do this with like teenagers too like the minimum wage for kids like for 14 or 15 year olds is lower than it is for 16 year olds right the minimum wage at 16 is higher like mm -hmm. on the federal level um, and the idea is 14 and 15 year olds don't know how to work so we teach them how to work and then they get transitioned into like a real minimum wage uh, so that was the original intent, um, and, but what happened, what has happened instead is that you get people who have these disabilities who are working in these workshops where they might be doing like handicrafts or something like that, uh, getting paid like pennies for an hour of work, like stuff that is not okay. And they're like, well, it's a day program. We're watching, we're taking care of them, blah, blah, blah. But it's kind of like, are you profiting off of it? Because Exploitation. Then, right. There's, it's, uh, it's a messy, messy line there, friends. Um, so, like, some organizations have really come under pressure for this. Um, the uh, Goodwill. Who are some of those organizations? Goodwill? Yeah, Goodwill? well, so Goodwill is one of them. Now, the thing about Goodwill is that uh, each Goodwill, like, is a regional organization, so they all handle it differently. So the, the Goodwill that's in New York City, for example, has really come under fire for, like, severely underpaying workers. Uh, but the Goodwill of Northern Illinois, which is the one that uh, serves us and where I do most of my shopping, mm -hmm. uh, does not participate in that. They pay a minimum wage, at least according to their website. So just something to know. Wow. Um, yeah, but so that is now uh, in Illinois. Uh, the way what the law that got passed doesn't actually prevent like goodwill from doing that. Um, although again, like the one in Northern Illinois is not not participating in this. They're fully paying their workers. Um, the uh, what it prevents is any company that is doing business with the state of Illinois. So if a com like if the the state buys products or services or whatever from a company, they cannot pay their disabled workers less than they pay their other workers. 
So um, there are a couple contracts, uh, 35 contracts that will be renegotiated um, due to this order. Either the company will be dropped or they will be brought into compliance, i.e. they will start paying a minimum wage. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It just doesn't, I mean. Yeah, it's kinda. It seems like every. It's kinda messed up. It seems like every four months, something breaks news. Something is the state of blah, blah, just started blah, blah, and, and and it's deplorable. Yeah. The state of blah, blah, blah just decided that nine-year-olds don't have to work in coal mines. And you're like, nine-year-olds were working in coal mines? What? what? <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, so like the next frontier of this. I, I just don't get that. The next frontier, uh, what Illinois is trying to do is kind of push the national conversation on this, right? Like um, to, to kind of uh, eliminate this, like, you know, be a leader on, on pushing this this mm -hmm. issue. Uh, of course, the next one, like when I think about this, the next thing that I think of is prison labor, right? That's another thing where, mm -hmm. you know, people are severely underpaid uh, for whatever it is that they're doing. And prisoners uh, in this state and everywhere else are doing, they're, they're doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Like you think, like when you think about it, you like you might initially be thinking, well, they're working in the kitchen or something at the, the prison or in the laundry or something like that. But like they're also- Working on Teslas and shit. They're, they're creating, yeah, like they're building like desks and like, all, like that's like a big thing they do is a lot of like office supply equipment and stuff like that. If you ever walk into a bureaucratic office and see furniture that looks really sad, like it was made by really sad people yes it was made by prisoners quite quite possibly so um that uh again it like the argument there is well they're prisoners they've messed up they're in they're incarcerated and we're paying for their food and their clothing and all like all of their like their shelter and their medical care and like and that's all true I guess but uh, then we get into a really bigger like a much bigger com conversation about for-profit prisons which are also use these labor standards and uh, who is making money off of these people rather than actually rehabilitating people back into society which is hopefully the goal of our correctionals correctional system. Hopefully. Hmm. Crickets. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The time. The time is now 8.50. The time is 8.50 a.m.? And I in mean, addition. I mean, damn. And in addition <laughs> to me depressing you <laughs> by it not being Friday, I have now Whoa. also brought down the temperature of the room. This is the last Jeanette's oh, planning no! ever on, on Thursdays, for no. God's sakes. This is, this can't it's happen. It's puppies again. and kittens from here on out. Uh, by that, I do mean a literal puppy, and we'll post this in the chat, but um, here's my bone to pick with Bendito. Hold on, Rook, let me get this plug real quick. Yeah, oh, plug fine. In something and here, then we'll Rook. come back to the dog. Yes, uh, so two things real quick, you guys. October 15th, which is a Friday, do not forget this. Our friends of Mutual Ground hosting their black and white ball from 6 to 11 p.m. at Hotel Arista in Naperville. Mutual Ground supports everybody. Because it's a black and white ball, all participants and guests must wear black and white or shades of black and white, including silver. Also, 23rd of October from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., that's going to be Fall Festival. Uh, come see what services are available to Kane County residents. Tons of organizations will be at the Prisco Center. That's where this is taking place, uh, such as the Neighbor Project, Jen Ingram Art, World Relief, Family Focus, and Alive Aurora. Sponsored by State Senator Linda Holmes, the Fox Valley Park District, and State Representative Barbara Hernandez. Save the date. This event is free and open to the public. 
last thing I got for you is if you want to learn uh, about, excuse me, if you want to get your learn on with your kids and family, then look no further than the Constituent Museum card. That card is presented by the Office of State Representative Barbara Hernandez, and the card is free through October and will get you exclusive access to the Art Institute of Chicago and the Lincoln Park Zoo. The card can be used for groups of up to four people. For more information, call their office at 630-270-1848. And number again is 630-270-1848. Okay. Now, what were you going to say, my dear friend? Now am I going to... Now, okay. Now, here's my bone to pick with Bandito. So... Y'all will remember that the Pooch Parade was this past weekend. We promoted it here on the show. And Word up. You had a really cute dog. You should enter your really cute dog in the Pooch Parade. And we have a winner. The fan favorite uh, is a one-year-old Shih Tzu named Bandito. Uh, and his owners are Celine and Oscar. And he will be the Grand Marshal of next year's uh, Pooch Parade. First of all, Bandito is a Chihuahua name. Is that racist to say? I don't know. Like, I, I feel think- like... I think that I just feel like there are a lot of missed opportunities with the Shih Tzu. Like I mean, other names. I think He's that very cute. I personally think that Bandito. It's it's more the little feisty nature of the name, All right. as opposed to like the type of dog. And like he, any little like a little Shih Tzu could be a Bandito. And he does indeed look very very like. Yeah. All right. Okay. But here's my real problem: a Cubs jersey, people. Really. Bandito was the fan favorite because he is dressed in a Cubs jersey along with his owners, his humans. Uh, and this is what happens when, demo- like, this is why democracy is important, people. I didn't turn out to vote for the fan favorite. It's never what happened. We were all participating in democracy. You wouldn't have voted for Bandito? For, for the, the Cubs jersey dog? No. Why not? How could that be the one disqualified? It's a pooch parade, not a, a sports parade. It's a pooch parade. Okay, like, so so let me hold on. Let me get. Let me make sure I got this. I mean, let me make sure I got this right. How many other dogs were there? Come on. Let me make sure I got this right because I, I want to. I want to make sure. I, what like, you're saying I, is all of the credentials for the pooch parade, cutism, <laughs> grooming, cutism and all. Important. I just made that word up. Cutism, grooming, yes. and all that. All that uh-huh. is gone. Disqualified because, from because of the look. We live in a divisive enough society. We don't have to be north side, south side divisive too. Like there are other, there are other cute. But what's outfits. more divisive than are, dissing the dog just because of the sports? There are jersey. other cute outfits you could have put the Shih Tzu in. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying, but apparently. I'm on number here. Anyway, he's very cute. We'll post the link to the picture. <laughs> you can all disagree with me. It's fine. I just it looked I like a well-attended event, ball. though. It looked like yeah. a really good, positive event yeah. for the city. I look, thought that was cool. Yeah, like, look, animals—they're cute. People like them. But go, go adopt one, and then go adopt one from Animal Control. Right. And then you two can enter your pooch in the pooch parade and. They can be the grand marshal. Now here we'll bring it back for him with some with some human news oh, about fine. sports. Uh, so this was has been dropped by our friends of the Aurora Area CV Bizzle. That's the Convention and Visitors Bureau. <laughs> Uh, the Stewart's Sports Complex is hoping, hosting the Ripken Baseball Tournament oh, in 2022. 
this is good news. The estimated economic impact will be totaling over $990,000 to Aurora area lodging and hospitality businesses. Shout out to the AACVB for yep. bringing the cash. Um, so Ripken Baseball is a joint venture by brothers and former Major League Baseball players uh, Cal and Billy Ripken. Um, it's the first multi-city tour through their newly added Ripken Select Tournaments program. Uh, the program includes a week-long event at Stewart Sports Complex to be held July 10th through the 15th of next year. Next year. Yeah. Uh, Not this year. The July already happened. Yeah. Combining fields and experiences that make every young ball player feel like a big leaguer. Ripken Select Tournaments proposes, excuse me, promises lifelong family memories to go along with opening ceremonies, skill competitions, player announcements, walk-up music, and a tournament appearance by a former major leaguer. Hey. Hey. Frog in the corn and he go riding. That's that right. So shout out to the CVB cool for yep. bringing a bunch of people. So what a lot of people don't realize uh, about the CVB is that it's like... Uh, first of all, they don't know what a CBB is, and what all they what their job <laughs> is is to bring people to the area, right? To experience all that Aurora, the Aurora area has to offer, right? Um, but one of the ways they do that, like people think of things like oh, telling people to go to the Paramount, telling people to go to like the you know like this uh, water parks and stuff like that, all of all the all the cool things that we have here. But one of the um, the the biggest ways that they do that is actually by bringing sports competitions, like especially youth sports competitions, right? Because if you ever ask any like soccer mom who, with a kid on like a traveling team, they spend so much money every year, right, mm -hmm. going to all of these like tournaments and stuff like that, and they got to stay in the hotels and they're buying food and blah blah like all of these and they got to run to Walgreens because somebody forgot something right like and that all drives economic activity in the area so right. yeah shout out to the CVB all right it's 8 57 a.m. Um, tomorrow's Friday what's your plans for the weekend uh, I have some gardening to do because um, uh, you know everything's on clearance right now and it's a great time to like snatch up some like uh, like shrubs. So I'm planting some some shrubbery. Nice. Yes. Very cool. I'm pretty excited for them. Okay. So especially because they're speaking of neighbors who set off fireworks, they're hopefully gonna grow and kind of give me a little little privacy. Like, in your yard, there on the left end. side. Yeah, yeah, on the back, uh, out there in the back. Okay. Right. Yeah. up. So that's. Big exciting plans. Uh, I may go to the circus, um, in the in the city. I got my best friend is trapeze artist. If you thought I was the most interesting person you've ever mm -hmm. heard talk, my best friend is trapeze artist. So. Uh, what's what's it? What circus? It is the Air Erotic Circus, mm -hmm. and it is. Uh, at Joy District, and it's been going on for most of the fall. Uh, Thursday, I think it's like Thursdays through Saturdays or something like that. Um, so yeah, I still have to decide which day I'm going, Friday or Saturday. But uh, comes with a couple drinks. Uh, super, super fun time. It's an amazing show, um, and it's a high level. Like so, my this is not like backyard circus. Although backyard circus is nothing to uh, like. That's cool, but um, this is like Cirque du Soleil level performers and, and stuff like that. So. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. All right, all of you wonderful people. The time is eight fifty nine a.m. So we hope that you guys have a beautiful, blessed day. We're gonna get out of here and continue uh, interviewing people. So uh, I want you guys to have the best possible day that you can. 
Um, as as Jeanette and I just talked about on the show today, it is not Friday. It is not Friday. We are sorry about that. Um, yeah, we we apologize about that for you guys. We can't uh, control the weather or the week and make the days just line like up. Spin up the globe a little bit, <laughs> just Superman style. Uh, we can't do that, but we can give you guys good news. Um, yes. So we hope that you guys have a blessed day, and we hope that you guys enjoyed the show. Subscribe to the show on you. Tube. This is me pointing. Y O U. It's right there. It's down Hold on. It's that, that way. It's that way. Yeah. There it. it see? In my hand. Boop. Right there. Hit the this button. This is pretty cool. Hit the button. Bam. Hit that subscribe button. Yep. Uh, other than that, be strong, be positive, be motivated. And above all, take care of yourself and each other. Adios, Rory. Let's say it together. What? Let's say it together. You have to say the, my thing together then. Okay. Yeah, we'll do it all together. You okay. ready? All, all right. right. So let's hold oh on. Let's scratch that up. Yeah. Uh, all right. Take, take care, care of yourself and each other. other. Adios, Aurora. Ooh, that was good. I like that.